Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling Source Radio. The following show is scheduled for one fall with a one hour time limit. Introducing your host from parts unknown. He's the best radio announcer there is, the best radio announcer there was, and the best radio announcer there ever will be, Rodney Dion. Thank you very much, ring announcer Lance there. It is the Sunday night main event, Wrestling Source Radio, Coast FM 963, Rodney Dion here. Absolute jam-packed show coming your way. Jack J. Bonza, going to be uh, chatting all things Rumbles. PWA, Nui Pro, they've got those Rumbles happening in August. Also dropping by, Concrete Davidson, the leader of the Black Shirt Cool Group. Some say he's got a new attitude. What we do know is, he's got new ring attire, and we're going to dissect the Black Shirt Cool Group and his new ring attire. But kicking off the show tonight, early in the week, I put a poll out there on Facebook at Wrestling Source Bottle Club. What song would you rather hear? kick off the show and given it was Raw Reunion earlier on the week I had a bit of a throwback vibe I had Nickelback's Burn It To The Ground which used to be the theme song for Raw a few years back taken on Marilyn Manson's The Beautiful People which was used for Smackdown back in I think the early 2000s and uh, I mean this one wasn't even close I don't know if it's the negativity that a lot of people have towards Nickelback I don't know but The Beautiful People won 61% to 39% had over a thousand votes on this poll thank you very much guys Uh, 688 to the beautiful people to 443 to burn it to the ground for Nickelback but you guys have spoken so here it is kicking off the show tonight on Wrestling Source Radio it is the beautiful people Marilyn Manson Coast FM 963 Wrestling Source Radio, it's Coast FM 963. Rodney Dion here, and uh, hot off the heels from PWA's Call to Arms, uh, where he had the Four Nations and himself, they uh, had an epic battle with TMDK. It's the leader of the Red Nation and regular co-host of the show, Jack J. Bonza. Hello and welcome. Hey, Rodney, what's up? Ah, going very well. Um, What about yourself, though? How how have you pulled up from uh, the epic battle last night? Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it was nothing. <laughs> but uh, I tell you what, no rest for the wicked. Uh, thank you for joining me. And uh, Rumbles, it seems like it is the season for Rumbles, especially uh, at the moment in Australia. PWA, they've just announced their Rumble, which is going to be happening August 30 at Max Watt Sydney. Add on to that, Newcastle Pro Wrestling, they're going to have their own Rumble August 17 at uh, Charlestown uh, RSL. Uh, I would use Michael Buffer's uh, Let's Get Ready to Rumble, that little sting or, you know, catchphrase there, but that's uh, copied in uh, copyright. (laughs) So we'll just break it down, shall we? Bonzers Breakdown. Rumbles, uh, it's not to be confused with a battle royal, so is it kind of like the WWE format? Yeah, it's exactly like the Royal Rumble. Um, that's that's what it really is. It actually is a battle royal. It's just a um, it's just a different variation on a battle royal because a battle royal is anything where you start with a large number of competitors and they all have to get eliminated somehow. So technically, a Royal Rumble is an over the, a thirty man over the top rope battle royal mm. where somebody different enters every 
60 seconds or 90 seconds or whatever interval you want. So, yeah, it's just a weird variation on a Battle Royal. Um, Newcastle Pro Rumble, I think this might be their fifth one. Yeah, I believe it's the fifth annual, yeah. Yeah, it's the fifth, it's the fifth Rumble. Um, it's kind of, I mean, obviously we didn't invent it. They've been doing it in America and in WWE for years. It's something that's really popular. But within Australia, uh, Newcastle Pro was one of the first ones to actually start doing it locally. Um, it was where they had their first sold-out show. They had nearly 500 people. Uh, come into a place to see this rumble so yeah they've proved super popular and since then a bunch of other companies have picked up on it as well and yeah last night PWA announced they'd be doing their first ever one <laughs> so the first ever one for PWA the fifth annual for Nui Pro now I guess as a fan you sort of touch on it there that it's very uh, popular I mean I kind of look forward to rumbles especially with uh, the WWE it's oh got, yeah it's, it's the best it's kind of like their all star football equivalent game if that makes sense yeah yeah well it's just because you never know who's going to come out next it's constantly changing there are so many fun things you can do with it like I was just talking about on Twitter this week about everybody's favourite rumble moments yeah. and what everyone's favourite thing was mine was always too cool when it was Rikishi yeah. and Scotty Too Hotty and that came out and they, they stopped the whole thing and they did their dance in the middle of the rumble and stuff and then Rikishi chucked them Elibs- eliminates them that's probably one of the best Royal Rumbles I think it was the year 2000 I think the, the Rock won it that year well, it was it 2000 or 2001? I think that was 2000. Because okay. I, I remember the 2001 when uh, Drew Carey uh, had the guest celebrity oh, spot yeah, there and eliminated Kane. himself. <laughs> <laughs> but so you say it's more of a battle royal, but is it sort of uh, participants coming in at different intervals or they're yeah, all in yeah. the ring at the same time? You start time? with two and then another one comes out every 60 seconds or 90 seconds depending on the depending on the match. But yeah, it's just a variation on the battle royal. Okay, and we're going to have women and men competing? Is it all, an all-men's or an all-women's type of Yeah, well, format? see, I mean, it's it's pretty classic, like, uh, in terms of the Rumble, like, with the Newcastle Pro Rumble. If you win the Rumble, you get a championship match hmm. uh, at the big show in October, and PWA, if you win, you get a championship match at Coliseum Tournament. Great. Um, so it's pretty similar that way, but because there's, you know, there's a heavyweight title, a middleweight title, and a women's championship... Um, then if you're a heavyweight and you win, you, you can get that. If you're a woman and you win, you can you can pick whatever one you want. So that's um that's one of those things. But yeah, there'll be an agenda. There'll be there'll be men and women. Competing that great. Yeah. It's good to see. And uh I guess the big thing is drawing numbers. I mean, are we looking at about thirty participants uh, in this or more? Yep, they're all they're all thirty people. Yeah. And drawing numbers, is that something that was gonna would happen on the night or is it gonna happen before the event? Is there any sort of escapades we could see on social media? Well there's some stuff. Like if you check out Ovo, for example, August tenth, I think is the date. Um the House of Free Fighting, the Newcastle Pro School has like mini shows mm. and uh they have their own they call it a mosh pit, they have their own mini rumble ahead of time. And if you win that rumble then you can get the number twenty six spot going into the ah. into the big rumble. So it right. gives you kind of an advantage over the numbers. Uh PWA ones will be drawn. There'll be lots of promos and stuff like that. Um we have awards for best promos leading into the Rumble for Newcastle Pro and stuff like that. They've been they've always been pretty good and quite inventive. Um, so it's definitely something worth checking out on the Facebooks. Any uh, Eddie Guerrero type of stuff, uh, stealing numbers uh, from Ric Flair to uh, get, you know, I guess, uh, a higher number? Because let, let's not kid ourselves. Having, I guess, a higher number in the Rumble is going to increase your chances of winning because you don't want to be number one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the WWE Royal Rumble, you check out their stats, more people have won from number one than mm. they have from number 30. Yeah. Um, but that's that seems to be just a thing there. <laughs> now, it's funny. It's interesting. Uh, Nui Pro Rumble, uh, August 17, and now the announcement of PWA's Rumble, uh, August 30. They're pretty close together. Could we uh, see this year maybe a double crown uh, Rumble champion? I mean, it's possible. <laughs> it's a skill like any other. Like I've got, I, I personally hold the most eliminations in the Newcastle Pro Rumble and the most 
time spent in it. Right. Because I keep getting thrown in so early. Um, but I never won one either. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I think a lot of it's to do with luck of the draw, but a lot of it is to do with skill. Like, um, you know, you, you get guys like Paris and Silver coming in, trying to springboard over the top rope, and then they just get caught and pushed back out straight away over the top rope. So us, you know, heavier guys have probably have a bit more of an advantage. It's always difficult getting massive Q out, for example. Yeah. Six foot eight, 180 kilo dude. You've always got five or six guys that got to pick him up and throw him over the top rope. Um, so we see like little alliances sometimes get rid of the big guys. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You have to, because <laughs> otherwise you can't lift him over by himself. Um, I mean, if he came down to the final two, I don't think you could get rid of him. Now we're going to continue this uh, Rumble chat. I'm uh, going to have a quick break. It is the Wrestling Source Radio. Uh, it's Rodney Dion and uh, Jack Bonza. Coast FM 963. And we're back, Wrestling Source Radio, Coast FM 963, Rodney Dion in the studio with the leader of the Red Nation, it's Jack J. Bonza. Uh, the fifth annual Newey Pro Rumble, Saturday, August 17th at Club Charlestown. Now, you can get your tickets at newcastleprowrestling.com.au and uh, this Rumble Bonza would have to have your name uh, written all over it, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to think who, I mean, I think Matt Rogers is the heavyweight champion. He's been heavyweight champion for ages. Uh, so too we definitely long. Want, we want to beat him then. Don't too we? long. Yeah. We've got to get yeah. rid of him. Yeah. See, he's the one who beat me for the title. Yeah. So it was a long time ago now, but he's the one who who, uh, who took me out. I think he might have lost it temporarily and gained it back in that in that period of time. But yeah, I think it's time to to win that rumble and get revenge on him. Now, I guess if you can take a bit of a step back, a bit of an unbiased look at this rumble, say eliminating yourself, uh, which we don't want to happen, but just say, uh, who are the punters uh, that they? Well, who? Who should the punters be looking out for more so? Who do you reckon could have a standout rumble? Because you usually break it down into a couple of categories. You have your standout sort of star who may have the most eliminations, the Iron Man who's in there sometimes 60 minutes plus, and then sometimes the winner, and I guess you've got sort of, you know, most creative elimination, things of that nature. But if you were sort of informing the guys who are going to go see the show in Charlestown and in PWA, who's the names that they should be keeping a lookout for? Well, the thing that people probably miss is the fact that it's a fairly new women's championship, um, and the and the women's division is extraordinarily strong. Probably the, and I would say the dark horse only because people wouldn't really think of it because they assume it's going to be a man who's going to go on and fight mm. the heavyweight t- champion, is uh, is Jessica Troy. Yeah. Um, if you check her out, I mean, she's just won the PWWA women's championship. That's right. Um, and all that kind of stuff. So if she enters the Rumble, she's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she could definitely be a big standout um, for this one and go and get Harley Wonderland for the Newcastle Pro Women's Championship. Um, probably the other one too is um, in terms of middleweights to go after to go after Matt Diamond. You might be checking out Adam Hoffman. He only just uh, he only just dropped the title to him. He'd be very motivated. Or even Michael Spencer. He won the first one. Um, but he's just kind of on the up and up again. Um, and then in terms of heavyweights, I mean, besides myself, I suppose you'd be looking at like someone like Carter Deems, um, who's been having a really a really strong year. He just did a uh, three months of the Farley Dojo last year, um, and he's you know he's only nineteen or twenty or something like that, but he's mm. already six foot three or six foot four or something like that, and he just keeps getting bigger and stronger and better. He's going to be somebody to look out for. Like even if he gets this one, he might not quite 
be ready for the Newcastle Pro Heavyweight Championship yet, but if not now, it'll be soon. So that's something I'd keep an eye on. Because you guys uh, had a bit of a hit out at Central Coast Leagues a few weeks back. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and he, you know, see, I wrestled him in probably one of his first matches. And, I mean, he was good, but I still kind of put him away. And then recently, it was, you know, I, I could, you could tell just how much better he got a yeah. year on. Um, I mean, that match is available to go back and watch too. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's doing very, very good. <laughs> Do you think uh, Matty Rogers has a lot uh, – not Matty Rogers, uh, Matty Wahlberg has a lot to answer for that because he's kind of had him under his wing with the babes. Yeah, it could do. I mean, that's just in terms of a lot of uh, character and getting out there and, and being more comfortable and stuff like that, um, being more comfortable in the ring. Like, it always helps to have a partner, just somebody to have your back, just to have you get your confidence up and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> just so, you know, you're not always going to get stabbed in the back or you're not going to have any of those kinds of issues. You've got somebody to help you out there. So, yeah, I'm sure he helped. But... And just quickly, initial thoughts on Matty Wahlberg on Survivor? That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. When I found out that Wahlberg was on Survivor, it was just the best day. It could not have been more perfect. <laughs> now, one spot I'm uh, interested to see if uh, PWA or uh, Newey Pro will have, will they have a celebrity spot? And I use that term celebrity very, very uh, loosely. Could we see the likes of a uh, Andrew Rose uh, be an entrant in the PWA or maybe yours truly in the Newey Pro? I mean, we've got a few weeks out. Maybe could you train me up for a few weeks and I could uh, be that celebrity spot for you? Yeah, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> 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 people don't realize stuff, right? Because you, you watch something like um, you watch something like a rumble, or you watch something like a match, and someone gets thrown over the top rope. You know how hard it is to mm. fall out of a ring. Like that ring is is you know three or four meters high, yeah. and then you've got to get thrown from it, and yep. then you've got to go over a top rope. You usually, if you manage to grab onto the rope, get smashed into the yeah. into the apron. And then fall on the ground, which is made of wood or mm. cement or something like that. It is incredibly dangerous Absolutely. to get thrown over the top rope. It really hurts. <laughs> I think, unless you manage to catch yourself in just the correct way, it's an incredibly dangerous thing to have happen. Mm. So you can have a celebrity get in there, but if you guys haven't been trained, trained and yep. stuff like that, I mean, you could break your neck. <laughs> yeah. like, so um, m- m- maybe next year. Uh, no. Yeah, <laughs> just spend some time practicing maybe. But, I mean, you see the Drew Carey one. He, he got yeah. himself out of there very carefully. Did he even go over the top rope? I think what happened was, um, so the Hardy boys were in there and they were kind of fighting amongst themselves. And Drew Carey just walks in and be like, oh, hey, cool, look at this. I'm in the Royal Rumble. And then yeah. uh, they eliminated themselves. Yeah. And then Kane come in. I think then Drew Carey kind of jumped, like he climbed the turnbuckle and kind of just yeah, yeah, very lightly got himself out of that it, ring even, very quickly. Even him getting himself out of the ring didn't look like it was an easy job, no, let alone having someone throw you out. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I was going to say, your favourite WWE Royal Rumble, but you touched on it a little bit earlier, the two cool uh, dancing uh, <laughs> uh, at the, yeah, I think it was the 2000 Royal Rumble. I mean, yeah. one of my favourite, I think, was yeah, Drew Carey in the 2001. But a lot of nostalgic uh, kind of fans, they always go back to the uh, 1992 Royal Rumble, where it was probably one of the most stacked with uh, big stars. You had Hulk Hogan, Rick Flair, who would go on to win it. I think Sid Vicious, Randy Savage, uh, Jake the Snake, you name it. Is there, Besides that kind of moment uh, with Too Cool, do you have a royal, like an overall Royal Rumble that you like? Oh, look, I mean, 92 is the best run. Yeah. Like, that's not even really like a, a matter of favoritism. That's a matter of that was easily the best one. Like, mm. And it was, it was one of those different things, too, because when you have wrestling shows, like, uh, the championship thing is kind of a trope. Like, you, you see a championship defended on, on every single card. And, um... 
when that happens, as a fan, you kind of get conditioned to, ah, the title's probably not going to change, which makes the championship feel less important. Mm. When you can create situations like rumbles or like tournaments, the reason why people, I think, like them so much is because it's like they're going to win something prestigious. Yeah. It's like you're guaranteed to have a new champion because whoever wins the rumble is going to be looked at as having won something prestigious that night. But you don't know who it's going to be because there's nobody there's no champion to retain the rumble like it, it could be somebody new it's like a it's like a tournament you don't know who's going to win but you know it's going to be someone new so it's kind of like you kind of get the excitement of a title changing yeah. hands but also the excitement of absolutely having no clue who's going to win out of 30 people yeah. who's going to who's going to win it and so when it comes into something like the Royal Rumble it, that's why it's so exciting and then you get to see who goes over on to face Wrestlemania but 92 not only was you know had some of the great like a lot of the greatest wrestlers of all time mm. It wasn't for a shot at the title. It was for, for the, the title. title yeah. um, especially when you had Ric Flair, who's only just kind of shown up, yeah. and then he does the Iron Man, the relative Iron Man thing. He, what did he come in at number three? I yeah, think? three. Um, and so, like, it was just one of those. It was just one of those things. That it was so well put together with, and the guys in there were just so good. Like, it was just um, that's probably yeah the best one. But a lot of the um, a lot of the Attitude Era ones, a lot of the '90s ones, like with uh, where you got. Steve Austin and, and The Rock and all that kind of stuff doing their thing or even like you got Austin like throwing out Christian and like checking his watch that's right like looking around so he goes in puts Christian back in stuns him and throws <laughs> him out again like um, just all that kind of stuff while it, while it was fun any of the, this stuff is supposed to be fun something like a rumble is supposed to be lots of fun and then a lot of the current ones are kind of boring because they just they run out there and the guy will you know fire up and do a couple of clotheslines and then nothing like, it, I, yeah. I liked it when they had stuff really set up and that's when you watch our rumbles and a lot of the time too they're, they're different they're not the same rumbles where there's just tens of minutes of guys just standing around doing nothing there's always something big happening, happening and something different happening and all the different characters interacting characters that don't normally get to interact with each other interacting in different and interesting ways like the local rumbles are actually always really a lot of fun um but yeah i think i think that's probably those are my favorites probably at the late 90s ones where austin was just tearing through everybody <laughs> and I think that 1997 rumble that'll have to be a close second to 92 because um, I mean I think that was the first year where they started having the theme music play because I know that's a big thing I liked about it as yeah. well the theme music would add so much more uh, I guess yeah. uh, hype to it as well yeah definitely like seeing the countdown timer the countdown timer is important like, yeah. I can guarantee you that, like if there's if there's a rumble local rumble and they don't have some variation of a screen with a countdown timer it's just not as good Yeah. so yeah definitely adding all those production values and that's why the PWA rumble is so exciting because it, like there's if you haven't seen it, there's a massive screen in the background, and then it's all it's all dark, and they have a lot more control over the lighting and the atmosphere of the place is like very well controlled. So, what they do with the rumble countdown timer and stuff like that, I think it's going to be you know really amazing to watch and be a part of. Absolutely, Newcastle Pro Wrestling Rumble. That's going to be on August 17. That's a Saturday at uh, Club Charlestown, and uh, a little bit later on in August on the 30th, PWA their own variation of the Rumble. That's the first one ever. It's the fifth annual for uh, Newey Pro, but you. Can can check out your details at newcastleprowrestling.com.au and prowrestlingaustralia.com.au for those tickets. Uh, exciting times. I'm going to say it anyway. Let's get ready to rumble. And um, hopefully uh, Michael Buffer doesn't uh, sue me for doing a bad impersonation of that. Look, we're going to continue the conversation uh, after the break. We're going to touch on uh, Caveman Ugg and Mick Moretti and uh, stuff that's going to be happening overseas for those two guys. Wrestling Source Radio.
Coast FM 963, Wrestling Source Radio, Rodney Dion here and joined in the studio by Jack J. Bonza and uh, a bit of local bragging time, uh, uh, Bonza, Caveman Ugg and Mick Moretti. Uh, they were announced uh, probably a few weeks ago now for the Battle of Los Angeles with uh, PWG. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they certainly were, yeah. I mean, can you kind of explain? Because I know um, it seems like there's so many ind- independent promotions which are going so well that they can sometimes get lost in the shuffle. How, where would you sort of rank or put a PWG in the scheme of things? Because it's, it's a pretty big deal over in the States, yeah? PWG is a strange one um, because they're kind of, if you watch them, um, their cards aren't structured the same way as normal. Like a lot of, a lot of places will have a fairly regular roster and they, you know, kind of interact and have, it's more like it's more like a, the same kind of sports league that, and you see the teams play each other and then they kind of go through their little feuds and tiffs and stuff like that and go after the titles. PWG is more of a touring company. They have a very much a, an ever-changing roster. Like, they don't so much concentrate on having stories and, and worrying about different titles and stuff like that. They have constantly have new people flooding in and out. But the new people who flood in and out are usually, you know, the guys who are killing it and doing a great job um, on the independent scene and guys to really look out for and then seeing all the guys that you want to see look out for interact like um, against each other and seeing them having these um, amazing matches Robbie Eagles was in it last year mm. um, and Jonah Rock was I see I can't remember which ones were actually in Bola or the ones who just worked for PWG but like Jonah Rock and um, and, and Robbie Eagles were both in it as well like yeah. and so and then after that you know Jonah Rock Gets signed by WWE, and, yeah, Bronson and Reed, Eagles, now, yeah, um, yeah, Bronson Reed, and then um, Robbie Eagles gets signed by New Japan. So it's one of those places where everybody has an eye on it. Like yeah. that's just an easy place to go to check out um, new talent. So Caveman, are the PWA champion, and and I think Reddy, the current PWA tag team champion, with me, um, getting getting selected to be in their big show yeah. of the year as well as epic. And so the Battle of Los Angeles is that like that's not a, a rumble concept that's a, a series of matches I believe that's, that's a tournament 16 yeah. man tournament um held over 3 days so it's kind of like what the Coliseum is um, in Sydney, except they've been doing it for you know longer. <laughs> Absolutely, and because I'm pretty sure the likes of the the Young Bucks, that's where they kind of reinvented yeah, themselves Bucks. and um, got back into New Japan, or you know the big hits that they are now. And I think you know Joey Ryan. I think like I mean the, the list goes on. How many people have wrestled for PWG? I believe. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> like uh, PWG was how um, the English scene blew up. Right. So if you look up, like I think it was uh, Prince Devitt and. Oh, he had a match against somebody else from England. I, I want to say Pack, but I'm sure I'm wrong. <laughs> someone, um, a big name either way. Someone like that. Yeah. Um, they had a big match um, in PWG, um, or they went to PWG, and then everyone was like, holy crap, this Prince Devitt guy's amazing. You YouTube it, the first thing that pops up is Prince Devitt versus one of the young, which might have been Pack or, or somebody else from England, which was amazing. And then everyone's like, oh, crap. And that's how everybody went and started watching the English wrestling and mm. that's how their indie scene really started to well that's one of the things that contributed to their indie scene really starting to blow up so PWG is a, a big spot to get into absolutely and I uh, wish those guys the best um, Caveman Ugg and Mick Moretti obviously a fellow uh, Nations member um, yeah. yeah so that's uh, great to see Jack J Bonza the leader of the Red Nation always a pleasure having you in the studio Concrete Davidson he's going to drop by a little bit later but until next fortnight uh, take care and uh, talk soon yeah speak to you later wrestling
Wrestling Source Radio, Coast FM 963. Rodney Dion here, and joined in the studio now by Concrete Davidson. He is the leader of the Black Shirt Cool Group, mm. and uh, he did battle along with Jordan Jacks with SMS last night at Call to Arms at Max Watt Sydney. And you would know that because you probably either watched it on Ovo Play or you were mm. there live in attendance. Conco, yes. hello and welcome. Hi, uh, thanks for having me again. <laughs> um, yeah, Ovo, man, it's it's interesting now because we're starting to, I guess, uh, level out with like, you know, we're definitely having a lot more of a response online from people, you know, who who have just either watched or were there. So it's exciting to kind of see because I don't think we were, I, I think we ended up being sold out, but before it wasn't as sold out prior to doors as it was in previous right uh, so there's a lot of walk-ups perhaps well i think it was either i mean there's always gonna we've had the the instance of like walk-ups and people getting turned away and stuff like that because it was actually like you know too full but i think it was um we actually do i I love that the fans now have the luxury of um watching on ovo so and SMS uh, yeah. went to a uh, mm. no disqualification. Oh, sorry, went to, oh, a, went disqual- to a disqualification. Went to a disqualification, yes. I should say. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, you know, uh, live to fight another day with these guys, I would imagine. Well, yeah, specifically I said uh, following the match that um, that I'd had enough of Jordan and that uh, next month at uh, Break Their Backs, Make Them Rumble is the name of the uh, the event on August 30th. It's going to be him and I without, without Jax and without uh, Richard South, so... One on one. So one on one. All right. And uh, is there a bit of beef happening between yourself and Jordan Jacks? Jordan. Yeah. Is the is oh, no the... unsocial Jordan? No. Oh. So Jacks Jordan. Jacks Jordan is uh, yeah in the the other makes up the black shirt cool group with myself. I was going to say we're disbanding with... this uh, this uh, stable way too quickly. If that was the case. Oh yeah. Well. Uh, so well they've. I was thinking about it last night because we've uh, this year, Jacks and I have been teaming and it's kind of felt every match was sort of adding a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. Last night, we actually felt like, oh, we actually have the experience on these two. Yeah, This is the first time those two have tagged at Max Watts, and I think maybe only the second or third time overall that they've they've teamed. So we actually did have a bit of experience on them, so it was good to, yeah. And I haven't had much of a chance to talk to you about the Black Shirt Cool group. I mean... Uh, let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, yes. or, or origins. I mean, where'd this come from? I, I, I mean, as a wrestling uh, fan, I can kind of see the, obviously, the, the parody of it's, you know, it's if you want to go way back to the, it's the NWO. Well, you're probably in the minority, I think. Really? To the, the people, there are so many people that don't kind of see what we're doing in that aspect. There are some people who think that we really are championing black shirts and that they are the coolest thing in the world okay. which isn't it at all right it's uh, it, like I think Jordan Grace like a couple of days ago put out a tweet about like hope your wrestlers are doing all good in this heat seeing as you own nothing but black, black shirts. shirts that's the thing is that you look back and there are plenty of factions throughout wrestling history who just wear matching black shirts yeah. and think they're the coolest thing and that's literally it's just it's uh, th- that's it. Like so, if you see the parody side of it, great. Like I, um, it wasn't actually until mid last year that I, because it was actually an old joke that myself and uh, Billy Flyswat, who's now like an old retired wrestler from the Central Coast, right, now lives in Orange. Um, him and I kind of said that like for years, the Black Show Cool Group joke, and then. It was honestly the undisputed era that made me remember the joke. Right. Because I'm like, these are the new, 
look at this black shirt cool group right here. <laughs> You've got they're all you know matching shirts. They've even got the Nexus armband style things. Um, you know they've got a guy playing air guitar. They've yeah. got like the mu- the music sounds incredibly. You know, NWO, like, yeah, yeah, a little bit yeah. NWO, a little bit rage. Like they are, like for people who, like yeah, we are technically by name Jackson and I at the moment, the Black Shirt Cool Group. Yeah, but really, the inspiration for the whole thing was just seeing the Undisputed Era and going, they're actually doing the Black Shirt Cool Group in the joke that I've been doing for years. For about. years, right? Because yeah. I mean, that's how I saw it was like an NWA. Well, if you see it, fantastic. There are actually fans out there that are like, black shirts aren't actually cool. It's like, <laughs> you are completely <laughs> missing the point here. Like, that's not the joke. <laughs> and But I guess it goes on as well because everyone says, oh, you know, NWO was the original sort of click faction and then the Bullet mm. Club have kind of inherited a lot of that, like the Two Sweet and things like that. I think like the Bullet the, Club too were, were their own sort of parody of that, of, of NWO, NWO yeah. as well. But uh, at some point, it sort of... Well, I think they just got it blew up and more eyes became get, got on it and then it just sort of became its own thing. Yeah. Which is fine. And, I mean, there are but, no original ideas anymore, are there? Well, that's the thing is that, like, I had I had a pretty original idea a few years ago, character-wise, and, like, it it got lifted and used by other, you know, yeah. other people. So now I'm just like, well, oh, screw it. I'm going to steal everyone's eye yeah. stuff. <laughs> Come at me. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Now, and also uh, last night, uh, people would have noticed, new attire for Concrete Davidson. Is this mm. uh, the new attire going forward with uh, Concrete? Probably, yeah. It's just, uh, I think the the one shoulder, as unique as it is, and mm. I do, I always like to sort of champion how good, you know, unique looks are and stuff like that. Um, I, I'd like for that to be in the memories of the old uh, strongman thing okay. so that if I do one day decide to chop all the hair off and get back on the bike and come out to the old ragtime piano, yeah. it'll, it'll all be a, a you know pretty recognisable package in, uh, in one go. But for now, I'm enjoying doing what I'm doing. And it's, it's honestly because it's like I've said before to people, like without getting too deep, like this is probably as far as I go. There's no WWE or New Japan knocking on my door. Like this black label stuff, like... This is exactly what I've wanted yeah. for years. Right. Like, you know, even when we were sort of toiling away in like the community halls and the little places and stuff like that, like this is what I kind of always wanted. Yeah. And so I'm just going to have fun with this. That's good, yeah. man. It's, it's, it's good to hear. But I mean, maybe <laughs> could you do like a Finn Balor kind of thing, you know, when he becomes the demon, like, but you become, you know, the strong man. Um, like maybe. Yeah. That but could that be- would, couldn't, wouldn't that require, I don't know, it depends if I, how long I want to keep the hair for. Yeah. I think the hair's a big part of it. You got to have, Either bo- see the, the for the original like strongman concept I had in my head was that he needed to be bald yeah, and have the big right. mustache. Yeah, and uh, I was ne- I was most for the most part I was too um, scared to sh- go shave it completely bald. Yeah, uh, I did for like a couple of months, but it's actually a lot of maintenance just to keep a completely shine yeah. bald head. Um, <laughs> So uh, I, it's like concrete. Did you put your head in the shino bolo? Exactly. No. Oh, yeah. But I um no. So I I usually just sort of kept it as a number one or two. But it didn't quite get the. I think it was fine enough just having because everyone started having like 
sort of parted on the side 20s hairdos at some point too so I was like oh, I'll, I'll just have that, have that yeah. so long as barbers know how to do it <laughs> oh, well, well I mean I, I had a uh, my uh, wife had a go at me because I was letting my hair grow out a bit and she's like if you don't get a haircut I'm going to divorce you and I'm just like okay cool so I went to the barber and it's like yeah four on top three on the sides and I usually get it with the scissors but this guy just put the clippers straight in so I was just like well oh. got to finish the job now yep. so um, mm-hmm. yeah my wife wasn't impressed and she was oh no it's too short I was like well it's either too long or it's too short but I'm actually I'm very envy- enviable of your long hair I reckon it's uh, it, it, uh, it's cool Oh, I, it, ma- it makes me wish I didn't cut my hair it didn't have anything to do with the black shirt cooker <laughs> to be honest it kind of just sort of was something I uh, had just wanted to do for life really yeah like I just sort of had the long hair phase I got, yeah. yeah well I never really had the really long hair phase like there's a couple of times growing up but like I think just, you know, looking around, I've got friends my age that are starting to go bald. I was like, well, I don't have that. I might as well enjoy this while I can. Absolutely. (laughs) Now, uh, Black Shirt Cool Group, uh, obviously, Jackson yourself, are you going to look to expand this uh, stable or this group? Well, you... I'm uh, part of... Can I be part of the group? No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the thing is that we kind of... uh, the, The origins of the group is that like Jax was allowed, like, because in one night I tried to join all the groups in PWA, yeah. didn't work. Uh, Jackson just tried to join the babe. So we were like, we'll just join our own group. Yeah, okay. And then we was like, anyone can join sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, but the fans ever since we started doing it have started, like the ones like yourself who have picked up on what we're doing have immediately started going, well, who's the third man? Who's yeah. the third yeah. man? Yeah. So we've been, t- the fans kind of started that discussion and we've kind of gone with it, and now it's kind of in the back of people's minds. Yeah, so there, I don't know there when may be a third man. There may be a third. I mean, look, if we're going to expand, we're going to have to at some point have a third man. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, And you're not saying that someone from another faction could potentially be joining? It could be from another faction. It could be someone completely... Because Jax wasn't in one, mm. so it could be someone completely unfactioned. At the moment, I think that... Uh, you know, I'm looking at the roster now and, um, I mean, oh, God, Matt Rogers. I don't think he's with anybody. Yeah. Uh, Sam Osborne, I think he's a new guy. He's, uh, yeah, I don't think he's with anybody. Uh, yeah, you never know. Headhunter Rig doesn't seem to be with anybody. Actually, Rig's got a great sense of humour. I think he'd fit in really good. But I mean, if you could, uh, if you could choose anyone to be the third member of the uh, Black Shirt Cool Group, who, who would it be? I'd be pretty... T- uh, look, Outside of PWA. Cho- if I could choose anyone... Any, anyone? Any, anyone, yeah. Oh man! If I could choose anybody on the face of the planet to be the third member, oh man, there's so many to pick from. Uh, what, dead or alive? Um, yeah, sure, why not? Let's do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I uh, look. I'd probably, I'd probably take. Uh, I'll probably take Kevin Nash, which I know is uh, leading into... Yeah. You had a question about that, (laughs) which is... Because then we could squash our whole misunderstanding. Yeah, I I, I agree. (laughs) Because what I wanted to start with you, I wanted to start a little segment called... Conversations with Concrete. But yes, so um, I found out a little bit uh, earlier this week that you are indeed blocked by Kevin Nash on Twitter. And I kind of had me scratch my head. I thought, oh, you know, Concrete, he's a a nice guy for the most part. Why would a guy like Kevin Nash even take the effort to uh, press the block button on your profile? Well, I think it was... uh, It it could be one of two things. So Mm. there was a tweet, I can't actually remember what it was, where some fan said, oh... um, your dad's done something or whatever and I think I re- like like cocky respond 
just sort of wrote back something like, no, I'm his dad or something. Like, it's something ridiculous yeah, right. like that. Yeah, right. I, so it was either that or, um, I don't know if you've noticed my boots, I've got like mm. little sort of windows I can put pictures in the side of my boots. Yeah. And one night I had, um, so the Iconics did like, uh, they were part of a photo shoot that was celebrating Shawn Michaels around Valentine's Day, Heartbreak, all that sort of stuff. So they were both dressed as Diesel and um, Shawn Michaels. And, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. and I loved the pictures of Billy Kay dressed as Diesel. So I put the Diesel in there, in my boots, uh, with Billy Kay. And I, I think I tweeted it saying something like, look at the adjective K. Because I don't know if you remember. Yeah. He said, look at the adjective, adjective. Play, play, which is not an adjective. adjective. And he probably had a lot of people yeah. pointing that out to him over the years. So that might have been it. Um, so, yeah, but, I don't but, know. I mean, I mean, I've seen far worse on Twitter for oh, people yeah. to block. But um, that's why it got me thinking. We should start a campaign say, called hashtag unblock Conco. So I'm not inciting <laughs> anyone to start uh, online attacking Kevin Nash by any means necessary. Oh, sure. But go, hey, Kevin, Conco's a cool dude. Um, you know, uh, well, he's one of my uh, he's one of my top two favorite Central cool Coast wrestlers of all dude. time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, un- unblock him because I have Kevin Nash on my list of wrestlers. If I could have a beer with, Mate, he's like he's in the top five. He's just one of my uh, favorite people to listen to interview wise. Mm. Like yeah. he's just yeah, he, him and, and Scott Hall too, for that yeah. matter. Yeah, they're both really good to listen to just talk about like just any yeah. shoot interview. Absolutely, I just love. Yeah, listening to those guys. All right, so hashtag unblock Conco, Kevin Nash. Uh, let's uh, let's try to get to the bottom of this and see if we can get you uh, unblocked there, Conco. Exactly. Yes. And uh, before we wrap up, uh, talking uh, rumbles with uh, Bonza, uh, it's coming up very soon. Uh, what's your strategy going into? Because uh, I believe you'll be in the Nui Pro Rumble as well as the PWA at this stage. Well, look, we don't know actually because Jax and I were given one spot. Oh. Look like a cool group, right? So. so you guys fight to the death and whoever we, wins gets it. Uh, we, we wouldn't fight to the death. I think that the prefects may be in a similar situation. They Actually, I think they have to have a f- match on the night, which is yet to be announced. Right. But, um, the yeah, when it comes to Jax and I, we kind of have to either fight for more spots or I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to wait and see. It may just be one or the other. So, yeah. Fair enough then. Uh, Concrete Davison, the leader of the Black Shirt Cool Group Club. Thank you very much for joining uh, me once again here on Wrestling Source Radio. Uh, and uh, next fortnight, we'll uh, try to get the uh, gang of Bonza, myself, and you together. I really liked that last time. Yes, let's do that again. That was fun. And that just about wraps up Wrestling Source Radio for another week. Remember to uh, check us out on socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Says Source, and you can become part of the club, the Wrestling Source Bottle Club, by liking us on Facebook. And uh, hit us up. Let us know what you think of the show. We'd love your feedback. 